Young Americans are using fake British accents to fight anxiety. A man screwed up a Subway restaurant robbery by asking for, quote, all the bread. And smile seminars are very popular in Japan as the country gets rid of their masks. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet in Los Angeles. Let's go. Young Americans are using fake British accents in order to fight anxiety. Very creative way to fight your anxiety. Pretend to be British. I never thought to do that for my anxiety. I only do it to sort of uh, embellish my Weird AF News podcast. Who knew at the same time I was fighting anxiety when I'm doing these bad British accents? We have here... Apparently, a growing number of young Americans are incorporating fake British accents into their daily conversations. While there isn't one specific reason for this trend, for Gen Z, it often serves as a way to alleviate anxiety or navigate social conflicts. We have here Kyra Green, a 26-year-old. I'm sure her life's really difficult. She's got a lot of stress. She's probably like, you know going to grad school, and ooh, that's rough stuff, guys. Grad school, uh, I don't know how they handle it. Having to just study all the time and read and write, ooh. Oh, just rough stuff. Anyway, she probably speaks with a British accent because life's really hard. Uh, she explained to the media that using a British accent helped her stay calm when she lost her boarding pass just before a flight. <laughs> okay, is that all you need to do? Well, it looks like I'm not going on vacation. <laughs> Not going to go to my sister's funeral. I'm okay. I'm okay. This accent's making me feel just fine. I'm just fine. Similarly, we have someone named Asher. With a name like Asher, you know, life's, uh, it's rough stuff for Asher. So Asher needs a British accent incorporated. Uh, Asher is a 21-year-old college student. Oh, boy. Asher needs to use this accent as a defense mechanism to navigate awkward social situations, such as confronting his roommate or dealing with an uncomfortable date. And, and I mean, those things are just really hard, guys. How do you confront your roommate? You know, you're like, look at, look at, could you not steal from me? Could you not, please not steal from me? I, I hate to do this. Actually, I, I feel a lot better if I asked you like this. Could you please not steal from me? Yeah? You stole a bunch of cash from me. I left it on the coffee table. I know you took it. I know you're doing drugs with it. Now, I feel a lot better saying this like this, right? How do you feel about this? Maybe if you use this as well for your own defense mechanism, you might feel a little bit better about, better about me confronting you about you stealing from me. Try it. Try it a little bit. You might feel better. It's better than them pills. <sighs> I can't even believe this is real. I'm just... It says here, this isn't the first time Americans have adopted adopted British accents... En masse. A few years ago, parents noticed that their toddlers had started speaking with an accent because of the TV show Peppa Pig. That's natural for toddlers to uh, imitate what they see and hear on, you know, on Spotify and on streaming shows. That's totally normal. But using a British accent to because you can't deal with your roommate—that's that's, that's kind of sociopathic, I would say. Is that is that too much? It's definitely weird. I would say that it's for sure weird. I'm making fun of it, but maybe it works. I mean, I'd have to try it. I don't think it works, but you could save a lot more on therapy 
and uh, anxious pills. Are they called anxious pills? I forget what they call them. I'm going to call them anxious pills. A lot of people in America take anxious pills. A lot of Gen Z take anxious pills because life is really hard. I blame the parents. The, par- the parents told them life was going to be awesome because they told them that they were awesome and everything they did was awesome. And they gave them a trophy for everything and told them, they were, you're number one, you're number one. And then the real world doesn't go, you're number one. You're, you're not, you're not. You're actually way low on the totem pole. Oh, I don't think I'm supposed to say totem pole. That's, that's now a, apparently it's a racist term. Uh, so I'll have to watch myself now. I might get canceled out of the closet. I could get canceled also out of the closet for just making fun of Gen Z in general. They hate it. They attack you on social media. But go ahead, attack me if you will. I'll just put on this. I'll put on a, an accent I saw in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, go ahead. You wanna? You try and cancel me? I'm not nervous. I'm not anxious. I feel quite nice with this accent. You ought to try it. You guys should try it, eh? What do you think? It's more of a pirate accent, isn't it? All right. <laughs> when I I talk like a pirate, it makes me feel better. Sir, do you know how fast you were going back there? Armatey! I thinks me was going 85 and a 45, but I'm not sure. Either way, I feel quite calm talking to you, officer. And I think it's because of my accent. Arr! Oh, write me a ticket. Go ahead, write me a ticket. It won't make me feel anxious because I'm speaking like a pirate. <laughs> so stupid. A man screwed up his Subway restaurant robbery by asking for all the bread. <laughs> Chicago. Prosecutors say a man robbed two Subway restaurants recently after getting out on bond for allegedly burglarizing a wireless store near his home. But then he screwed up one of the holdups by asking the Subway sandwich shop employee for, quote, all the bread. <laughs> Is this guy 120 years old? Who calls it bread anymore? <laughs> give me all your bread, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Did he also have a voice like this? Hey, Shane. Give me all your bread, huh? Hand over the bread, all right? I got to get out of here with my broad, huh? We're going to go cut a rug tonight at the speakeasy, me and my broad, but we need more bread, huh? Hand over the bread. During a bail hearing, Judge Miriam Ahmed ordered 20-year-old. It's a 20-year-old individual who said bread? All the bread. This guy hangs out with really old jazz musicians, I think. Um, So Abel Bakili was held without bail. He's charged with two counts of robbery, one count of attempted robbery. The attempted one was because he asked for the the bread. Apparently that worked at the first one, though. I don't know how. (laughs) Give me all the bread. It was another old person. Oh, you want the bread, huh? Oh, okay. Let me get the register up and I'll give you the bread, huh? (laughs) I can't believe this. This took place at like 2 a.m. Chicago police officers noticed a broken glass door at Cricket's Wireless. Oh, this is the, the history of his previous robbery. They found this guy inside. They found him carrying phone cases and broken dummy phones. He even tried to steal the dummy phones. This guy's a real dummy. And his, I'm surprised he even knew what cell phones are if he, if he still uses the word bread. How does he, how's he going to work a cell phone? <laughs> the people that I know say bread, all the bread. They don't know how to use a cell phone. Some of them have flip phones, but... Also, he had three identification cards belonging to other people as well. He admitted to taking the ID cards from another place. He was charged with burglary. Yada, yada, yada. So two weeks later, after the bungled wireless 
robbery. He walked into a subway and told the cashier to hand hand over all the money or he'd be shot. The cashier, believing that he was holding a gun, opened the register and the man took the cash. Then he walked to another subway a few blocks away, you know, because there's a subway on every other block, really, in the world. There's more subway restaurants than any other chain locations in the world, from what I heard. A cashier asked him at the other subway to clarify what kind of bread he wanted. What kind of bread would you like? Do you, uh, Would you like the, the whole wheat? Would you like the cheesy bread that we have? It's new. We got a cheesy bread. You might you might want all that cheesy bread. What are you going to do with all this bread, man? Are you going to open your own sandwich shop? Are you having a um, an outing tomorrow? Anyways, uh, we have Bekele motioned toward his waist where the cashier believed he saw the handle of a handgun, told the employee to give him all the bread. The cashier closed the register and ran into the back of the store and Bekele walked out. So that didn't work. This guy just doesn't have it together. He needs to plan these things out. First of all, you got to get your language correct. You got to speak in 2023 lingo. First off, you got to ask for money or cash or Bitcoin. You got to give me all your Bitcoin. That seems to be a popular thing to rob people of these days. <laughs> I don't know if Subway has Bitcoin, but give me all your Bitcoin and your salami. I like salami. I'm going to eat it on the way to my car as I make a getaway. Uh, Chicago police officers arrested Bakili. 35 minutes later, this guy didn't get far. And, uh, they say he was wearing exactly the same clothes that the robber was seen wearing in the video footage from the subways. You also got to know that these subways have video footage. They all do. You also got to know that if you walk around asking people for their bread, you're not going to really get far in life. <sighs> give me all your bread. Oh, you want just bread, sir? Yeah, give me the dough. I want the dough. Oh, you want our bread and our dough? It is delicious. Yeah, I'm after the cheddar, see? I want the cheddar. Oh, sir, we don't have any cheddar. <laughs> Give me the clams, I say. Give me the clams. Give me all the cabbage, huh? Give me the cabbage. Sir, this is a sandwich shop. We don't uh, carry um, clams or cabbage. <laughs> I once knew an old man in Boston that used to say, instead of bread, crust. He'd be like, hey, hey yo, Jonesy, uh, 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 could, could, you, could you let me, me some crust? You got any crust? I need a little crust. Just to get me through the weekend. Can you lend me some crust? <laughs> and I used to lend him crust. I did. I lent him some crust. Like 10 bucks. That was that was his definition of crust. Crust is like a little bit of bread. And then I think crumbs are like loose change. I think. Then again, I'm not a 90-year-old jazz pianist. <laughs> Smiling seminars are now popular in Japan as the country gets rid of the masks. Smile training seminars are becoming very popular as Japan gradually goes back to the pre-pandemic maskless lifestyle. This is following their COVID's downgraded classification. They classify it now as the same as the seasonal influenza under Japan's infectious diseases control law. So they're saying that it's now okay to not wear your mask in Japan. And we have here in the story a senior care center in Tokyo's Kita Ward. Uh, this care center hosted what's called a smile seminar. Some 30 participants took off their masks and practiced smiling with some guidance from a company called Igaoki Igeoku. Uh, Igeo, Iga, I can't say it, but they hold seminars in the Kanagawa Prefecture. Apparently, they, uh, they know all about smiling. They know the proper way to smile. And also, at the same time, it seems people have forgotten how to smile in Japan. How sad. I mean, 
I don't. I wore a mask for a little while, but I didn't forget how to smile. But I, I didn't wear a mask for uh, three years, so maybe I would forget how to smile in three years. I'm not really sure. I don't want to be quick to judge. Let's keep reading. Maybe these people really uh, need the assistance. Maybe they need to practice smiling. Maybe they just really lost the smile. Uh, so this company saw a surge in seminar participants after the news about Japan relaxing mask rules came out. The applicant numbers further grew after the eased rules came into effect in March of this year. While only few people have taken part in smile seminars that were held online due to due to the pandemic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> a smile seminar online? <laughs> okay, okay. The number of online participants between February and April this year also grew four and a half times from the same period in 2022. So this has been ongoing, these smile seminars. People just don't know how to smile. <laughs> You're going to be teaching a breathing seminars too? I just can't re- Now that I got this mask off, I should learn how to breathe. Uh, we have in the story Akiko Takazawa, age 79, who joined the seminar May 7th. Akiko was excited about going back to a maskless life, of course. She told the media, quote, I didn't have opportunities to see people during the coronavirus crisis and didn't show my smile to others. I'm reminded how important smiles can be. That's the end of the story. I want more. I need more. Oh, come on, man. Oh, man. I wanted to hear from more smile seminar participants. These poor people that forgot how to smile. They probably need a laugh seminar as well. I don't think they're doing much laughing. Am I off here by thinking this is ridiculous? (laughs) I also forgot how to blink. I did too many staring contests. I need to take a blinking seminar. (laughs) These things are easy to do as far as I'm concerned. Moving your face? You should forget how to move your face. You should still be moving your face even when you have a mask on. You mean to tell me that you don't, in your own home, smile ever without the mask? You don't just, you don't laugh watching some Netflix show. Makes you smile, makes you laugh. You don't don't, uh, get on a FaceTime with your grandson and smile at all because you forgot. I mean, I don't Oh, it's so good to see you, little Ralphie. Oh, I would smile for you, but you know it's the, it's COVID and Grandma hasn't smiled in a while. I'm going to take a smiling seminar, though, and the next time we FaceTime, I'll be able to smile for you, uh, little guy. I know you let you miss Grandma's smile. I'll get it back. I promise you I'll get it back. I'll work hard to get it back. I'm going to get a smile coach, a personal smile coach to help me. Uh, Right now, I can only lift one corner of my mouth, but we're working on it with the coach. I'll be able to get both corners up, and then next thing you know, a full smile. You'll have a full smile from Granny. Maybe I'm being insensitive, but (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know. What do you think of this? Why don't you call the show 646-450-2012? I would love to hear from some of my weirdos. Allow me to recommend... Uh, Weird AF News is a source of smiling and laughter for everyone in Japan. I mean, I I don't know if they can understand what I'm saying on this podcast. Uh, But those of you in Japan who understand English might enjoy Weird AF News. And it might make you smile and laugh uncontrollably and involuntarily. You won't even need an emotional support smile coach. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. My loyal listeners, way to stick with it. It can be difficult to keep going, especially when it's five days a week. So I appreciate your time. I really do. I want to give a shout out to some people who called the show. I'll be posting some phone calls after this, some messages rather, if you'd like to hear that. Stick around. We heard from uh, Michael from Iowa City and 
once again from Hannah from Chicago. Hannah, by the way, I believe I mentioned this on a previous episode, but maybe I forgot. She sent me the most amazing birthday gift. She sent me a hydro flask, a really nice hydro flask with uh, an engraving on it. It says, good luck with your life, man, on the flask. Isn't that dope? I'm going to be using it uh, this weekend at softball because I always uh, bring a a very tall uh, iced homebrew coffee and I usually put it in a flask. Well, I'm going to bring this one to the games and sip my cold brew out of the good luck with your life, man, hydro flask care of Hannah, uh, who we love. We love Hannah and her thick Chicago accent. It's so funny. I love it. Anyways, uh, I want to thank everyone who's called the show. You can always do so. 646-450-2012. Call the show. Call the show. You can email me too. Funnyjones at gmail.com if you feel like it. And, uh, of course, if you would like to support the show, go to weirdafnews.com where you can buy Jonesy a coffee or you can join the Patreon. The Patreon's a cool thing because you also get extra uh, weird AF content when you become a member of the Patreon. So along with your donation, you get you can interact with other weirdos inside the Patreon as well. That's pretty cool. We have a nice crew in there. It's, uh, it's like 100 strong, big-time fans of the show and uh, amazing people that that support every month. So that's pretty cool. So go to weirdafnews.com and check that out. And lastly, good luck with your life, man. My baloney has a first name is J-O-N-B-O-Y. My baloney has a second name is J-O-N-B-O-Y. Hey, John Boy from Tennessee, your biggest fan. Hi, Jonesy. Um, it's me, Hannah. Um, I played the uh, I played Lily's happy birthday message to you like four, three, four, maybe five times. It was really cute. I loved it, and I'm so glad that you're getting sponsors. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy, man, it's Smokey. Uh, I just had to call back, you know, on your story you did yesterday about that crazy rabbit that was, like, attacking people in Iowa. You broke into a little skit from Monty Python's Flying Circus. I just had to call back and tell you, man, I live for a good Monty Python reference, man. Hey, that's it. Good luck with your life, man. Nikki from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I had a comment on the, the radioactive materials being built into the streets in Florida. Now, everyone knows that Mad Hatter was mad because of the mercury in his hat. So uh, I don't think Florida needs to be uh, putting any sort of hazardous materials into their roads because they're already nuts. Can you imagine having some sort of, uh, I don't know, reaction from this this material being in the streets and then they're they're having children with four or five toes you know uh basically they'll be like inbred or deformed or even more deformed you know they'll they'll have serious brain damage and it like you said the, the construction workers will be in serious danger it'll be kind of like living in uh I don't know, a world full of zombies. Like, Florida will just be completely screwed. 
<laughs> that would be the worst place in America if it's not already. Uh, I mean, wow. And thinking about adopting that nationwide, I mean, did anybody remember, uh, you know, what happened in, in Russia? Like, come on. That's probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's so, so stupid. And then imagine the heat down there as well. Like, it's probably what's affecting them already. The swamps, the heat, the gators. And now they'll have a radiation to add to it. So, yeah. They'll, they'll, well, I'll never go to Florida ever in my life. These people will have gun uh, permission to carry uh concealed weapons guns and then they'll be mad from radiation oh my god i, I can't believe this this country is becoming scarier and scarier well that's all i got for now bye hey jonesy it's michael calling from iowa city and i just wanted to call and tell you how I enjoyed yesterday's edition of Weird AF News Express. Yeah, I think the episode clocked in, including intro and outro, at about 13 minutes and 15 seconds, something like that. I didn't, I wasn't timing it until the whole thing ended, and then I went back and listened again, and wow, it was a fast one. And so then I... uh I had Google tell me how long it lasted, and it was a quickie. But I enjoyed your story about the r- crazy rabbit, that wascally wabbit, and uh, in Perry, Iowa, which isn't too terribly far from me here in Iowa City. But anyway, uh, I was thinking about that, and my daughter was bit by a bat. And it didn't happen when she was in Iowa. It happened when she was living in Chicago. And, you know, the way they test these animals uh, when they are finding out if they have rabies or not. Okay, kids, if you're listening, earmuffs, put your fingers in your ears. They actually take the animal and they cut its head off and they examine its brain. Um, I worked at University of Iowa hospitals for 30 years and I worked in the laboratory there for uh, almost 27 of those 30 years. And we send those heads of animals to the state hygienic laboratory located in Iowa City, separate from the University of Iowa hospitals, physically in a different building. But um, yeah, the way they do that is examine the animal's brain. And so the uh, interesting thing is that she had to do the rabies shots when she was living in Chicago, and she was actually working for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service at the time that she was bitten. So uh, the animal ended up testing positive for rabies, so she ended up having to have the series of rabies shots, which is very painful. They inject you in the abdomen, and it's a long series of shots. So they they should be taking that very seriously, and I don't know why they released that rabbit instead of having it tested because uh, people could have had the need to have that rabies shot, including that nurse. So that was my story I wanted to tell, and uh, I'm not certain about uh, the short 
episode yesterday, but clearly it seems like you were in a hurry. So somewhere to go? Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, everyone enjoy your weekend and Jonesy and all listeners, good luck with your lives.